Here's a message from Ken Lavica. There couldn't possibly be anything more miserable in sports than the Miami Marlins. Could there? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. That's right. There's only one damn radio show in South Florida that has the guts, the guts, to open the show talking about the Marlins. And that's this one. A franchise that has gone 34, counted 34 straight innings without scoring a run. You know how hard it is for your bat not to accidentally run into a fastball and hit it 380 feet for a home run in 34 innings? You know how hard it is to be outscored 22 to zip in three straight games? We have the guts to talk Miami Marlins baseball here on Ken LaVica Live. It is a Friday here on ESPN 106.3 and a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of what was a soggy, now sunshiny, humid, and mosquito-filled intracoastal. Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. The Miami Marlins are the biggest dumpster fire in sports, at least tangible team you can see it you can touch it you can feel it it makes you feel terrible entity in all of sports the marlins losing to the texas rangers yesterday and stone i have no desire to really talk about why the marlins are bad i don't want to talk about kim ing i don't want to talk about uh their lack of production from their quote-unquote big hitters. I don't want to talk about Chaz Chisholm being hurt. I don't want to talk about how the pitchers get no run support. I want to talk about the Marlins setting a base for the most miserable thing happening in sports right now. The the Marlins are so miserable. Don Mattingly, there's no expectations for him as Marlins manager, okay? Two years ago, I saw Don Mattingly at Legoland, okay? My my family... What part of the year? Uh, summer. This was during the... I think it was the summer. It wasn't during the baseball. No, it, no, it couldn't have been during the summer. That would have been a bad look on his part. I was going to say, well, um, it was like... No, it would have had to have been like February. Okay. February or March, because I don't think their water park was open. My point is, bringing that up, my wife and I... We, we like to do fun things for our children, but we like to do them a little bit more affordable than Disneyland, okay? So we, budget-conscious family of four, go to Legoland instead of Disney World. Budget-conscious us went to Legoland and saw a Major League Baseball manager, not at Disney World, but at Legoland. What's wrong with Legoland? I, hey, I love Legoland, but you would think a Major League Baseball manager is probably splurging a little bit at Disney World. Okay? I don't know. That's just judging him. So, but that's fine. I'm judging him because if you were to ask me, hey, the Marlins manager, is he going to Disney World or Legoland? He's going to the Legoland of baseball franchises, the Miami Marlins. <laughs> okay? So... Don Mattingly, who has no job expectation whatsoever. There's no expectations for this team whatsoever. They have even broken him. Think about it. The man just makes a paycheck to fill out a lineup card every day and then sit and watch bad. There's no reason to fire him. There's no reason to fire him. He's not the reason they suck. They suck because they suck. Because they're the Marlins. And then what's going to happen is you trade them. They go be all-stars elsewhere. And then you start the process all over again until the end of time, infinity. There's the breakdown on ESPN Radio. That's the Miami Marlins. They suck because they suck. Don Maddenly looks like he wants to jump off at the top of Lone Depot Park. <laughs> this is after yesterday. By the way, just to add an exclamation point to the proceedings, the Marlins left the bases loaded in the ninth inning yesterday to extend the scoreless inning streak to 34. Here is the man in charge. He's broken. It's Don Mattingly. 
but the big boys got to go. If the big boys don't go, we're not going anywhere. Uh, I think we've shown we're going to pitch pretty well. Uh, we're going to hang in there on that side of it. Uh, if our big boys don't go, then we're not going anywhere. And that's really what kind of the bottom line i know we can dance around all the other aspects of is this guy doing okay is you know how the how are our perimeter or peripheral guys doing um yeah we can we can talk about those guys all you want but at the end of the day the big boys got to show up and, and they got to go and uh that's what's going to fuel us he's miserable he is miserable yeah i wish i wish listeners could see his face there he he looks worn out. He's got bags under the eyes. He doesn't want to be there anymore except the paychecks keep coming. He knows his club sucks. He knows the way it was constructed is bad. They're terrible. You know how hard it is to go 34 innings without scoring a run? You know how hard it is to be outscored 22 to zip? Ugh. Even the worst of the worst baseball teams. I mean, the Marlins are four innings away from a franchise yeah. record in consecutive scoreless innings. The Marlins' scoreless inning streak is 34. It's found its first gray hair. It's recently <laughs> married. It recently found out it's pregnant, and they're not quite sure how they're going to make ends meet and pay bills. They're going into a quarter-life crisis. The Marlins' scoreless inning streak right now is approaching a stage of its life. It's not quite sure what's next. They suck. Yeah, nine games without a home run, which actually ties the franchise record. Ooh. At least they're on the precipice of uh, history. Like, they, you know, if you don't know what's going on and you haven't been paying attention, you live, you live under a rock. They're historic. There it is. Miami Marlins are, are right on the cusp of making history. So that's just leave it at that. There's the headline. They are miserable. That's the best word to describe them. They are miserable. I dare anybody to find something more miserable than the Miami Marlins in sports. Alas, I found it. Didn't take long. Not at all. Yesterday, we found out that Kyler Murray was extended. Five years, $230.5 million, $160 million of that guaranteed. Kyler Murray getting that money. And guess who still hasn't gotten paid? And guess who still has a debate revolving around him, whether he should be worth the money that Kyler Murray is making. Boynton Beach's own. Boynton Beach's own Heisman Trophy winner, NFL MVP, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. The fact that we are continuing to have this, what is Lamar Jackson worth? Where should he be paid? What should he be paid? Who should he be pay, paid more than conversation is well more miserable than the Miami Marlins, because I can tune out the Marlins. It's not very hard. No, and no offense to Tommy Hutton. Love you, man. But I'm not watching that drivel. I don't care. I look at my phone. I see they haven't scored in 34 straight innings, and guess what? My life goes on. We ride. But this is in my face every damn day. It was in my face two weeks ago. Oh, according to coaches, players, and scouts, ESPN survey, Lamar Jackson, not a top-10 quarterback. Think about that. Uh, the day after Kyler Murray gets a five-year extension, $230.5 million, $160 guaranteed. Think about the fact that two weeks ago, we on this show and the makeup, uh, chiseled jaw, TV-friendly-faced ESPN personality spent a whole week generating content off their own survey asking if Lamar Jackson is a top-10 quarterback. Think how silly that is in retrospect now. Kyler Murray is getting paid like a top five quarterback, and we're having a discussion about whether or not Lamar Jackson's a top 10 quarterback. Would you people stop? Of course he is. I don't uh, I don't know if it falls under the category of like hypocrisy, but we're talking about top 10 quarterbacks, and then out of the blue, which no one was ready for, Kyler Murray, who maybe he's a top 15 quarterback, you know, in our opinion, gets top one, two, three, four quarterback two. money. Top two, two. quarterback it's, money. Like, it's so, not, so the current, we just look, we it's look not stupid a, now. It's not hypocrisy. It's dumbassery. Yeah. That's what it is. Forget hypocrisy. I'm going to throw an issy on dumbass. It's dumbassery. He is the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Kyler Murray. Not Lamar Jackson, but Kyler Murray. I'm going to read you right now the top 10 paid quarterbacks in the NFL, Okay. 
Number one is Aaron Rodgers, $50.3 million per year. I ride with it. Thumbs up. Number two, Kyler Murray, $46.1 million per year. Deshaun Watson, we haven't seen him in an entire year. We might not see him in another entire year. He's a little, oh, I don't know, touchy and forceful. $46 million per year. Deshaun Watson not playing anything. By the way, he got a fully guaranteed $230 million contract. Then there's Patrick Mahomes, $45 million a year. Now, that is incentive-laden. That can adjust. That was a brilliant contract by the Chiefs. Earned it. Every Uh penny. Josh Allen, $43 million per year. Derek Carr, (laughs) who was not in the top 10 quarterbacks, according to ESPN. He comes in at six, $40.4 million per year. Dak Prescott, $40 million per year. Matt Stafford, $40 million per year. Kirk Cousins, $35 million per year. King Kirk. Russell Wilson, $35 million per year. Let's ride. Lamar Jackson, he has to fall somewhere in that. He has to fall somewhere in that. Now, RG3 was talking about it earlier today on Get Up. RG3 was discussing the financial potential now of Lamar Jackson and what he should be making when a contract is done, when the two sides talk finally in earnest Ravens, Lamar Jackson, where the money should be for Lamar Jackson based on what we saw yesterday with Kyler Murray, who pouted and pettied his way into the second biggest contract that we have ever seen in the NFL in terms of Dollars per year. Think about that. Kyler Murray, who's now known best for throwing a shovel pass interception in the playoffs. RG3 on the prospects of Lamar Jackson's money. Why hasn't he done a deal yet? Why hasn't he done a deal yet? Well, now we see why he hasn't done a deal yet. And he was actually made a very smart move here, it seems. Yes, he has made a very smart move. And I'll tell you right now, uh, it's not enough money, Mike T, to go in and ask for Deshaun Watson money. Lamar Jackson should not sign a contract unless it's fully guaranteed six years, $300 million. Wow. That is what he wor- he's worth. He- $50 million quarterback, because when I look at it this way, he's accomplished more than Kyler Murray has in his career. Kyler is feared. Lamar Jackson's more feared. Kyler is a dynamic playmaker. Lamar Jackson's a more dynamic playmaker. And listen, I don't really agree with all the stuff about Kyler Murray and his leadership and that all coming out, but you don't hear any of that stuff about Lamar Jackson. And even if it was true and there were some questions about his leadership and maturity, you wouldn't hear about it because the Baltimore Ravens don't do that backstabby stuff. So when I look at Lamar Jackson, he has an opportunity to truly change the game. Go out, get your six years, 300 million fam, and you'll be that much closer to being a billionaire like you talked to me about when you were a rookie. $50 million a year quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And I think on its face, some of you may say, no, what? Based on Kyler Murray's contract, I think it's fair. If Kyler Murray's commanding $46.1 million a year, why wouldn't Lamar Jackson command $50 million per season? Hey, that's where the market's at, so I think that's what Lamar's worth. There's no way that I can take an NFL seriously where Kyler Murray, after both get their deals, Kyler Murray's making more money than Lamar Jackson, especially not the way that the end of last season and this offseason played out. Yeah, retrospect, Kyler Murray just threw him an alley-oop. Like, Baltimore can't pay him any less than for sure. Arizona just paid Kyler. Like, for sure. No doubt. He threw a D-Wade to LeBron alley No doubt. Joining us now, he was actually referenced in that RG3 clip because he's been first taking it. He's been bristling it. He is busy, but he always takes time for us on Friday, and we appreciate it. Our football insider is former Jets GM, Dolphins president of football operations, Mike Tannenbaum here on Ken Levicka Live. Uh, Mike, you were sitting there. You were in the same segment as the cut we just played with RG3 where he said, hey, Lamar Jackson, based on what we see with Kyler Murray money, $50 million per year, that's what Lamar Jackson should be commanding. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, Lamar Jackson should be uh, definitely above Kyler Murray. I agree with that, Ken. And uh, he should be looking at the Sean Watson deal as a great sort of you know comp. And if I was him, I'm in the same division. I've outplayed Deshaun Watson, and uh, I'm a league MVP. So that's where my sights would be set if I was 
uh, Lamar Jackson. And, and I would think, and Mike, you've been in the game in the front office capacity for so long at so many different levels and with different teams. For me, I'm just a dumb radio host, okay? And so finances are not my forte. There's a reason that my wife handles a lot of the finances with our family because I'm just dumb. But for me, Lamar Jackson being paid more than Kyler Murray and uh, trying to hit that $50 million per year milestone, that almost seems like common sense business for Lamar Jackson and his side, right? Absolutely. Taking a step further, though, it should also be about um, basically the – the guarantees and the security in the deal. Again, Deshaun Watson's deal was fully guaranteed, and that was what was so transformational about it. So not only do I agree, Ken, that you know Lamar Jackson should be paid more than Kyler Murray, it's also he should have much better guarantees and structure than what Kyle Murray has. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. That's well said. Mike Tannenbaum with us here, football insider Ken Levick, alive here on ESPN 106.3. I've tried not to get to a spot where I am disrespecting Kyler Murray because I respect the talent, and I think he is a good quarterback who performs and can have a very, very good career, maybe make a couple of deep postseason runs, but I've been so turned off by him and his behavior this offseason. He goes from that dreadful playoff debut where he's shoveling passes to Rams into... Uh, this offseason where he's deleting Instagram photos, his agent's putting up that uh, preamble to the Constitution-length message to the Cardinals' front office. And I know you were not overly impressed with that. What do you make of Kyler Murray and him still getting this extension after being pretty petulant this offseason? I completely agree with that. I look at guys like Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. They're sort of like beyond reproach how they've handled things. And uh, I think there's a time and place to uh, air grievances. And I completely agree, Ken. The way Kyle Murray handled things was certainly disappointing. Uh, when you look at what the Browns have done, they signed Josh Rosen to a one-year deal. They brought in a couple of quarterbacks. What does that suggest to you, that they're anticipating a full year without Deshaun Watson, or are they just sort of putting themselves in a position to at least have a cushion? Yeah, I think it's more of a cushion. I think you know everyone's waiting on a potential Deshaun Watson suspension, and um, you know I think Josh Rosen gives them you know good better insurance for training camp. All right, Mike Tannenbaum, gut feel here. Jimmy Garoppolo's best destination, the place that would be most interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, is where? I would say Cleveland. If Watson misses a bunch of time again, I would keep him. If I was Cleveland, I should be San Francisco. But if they're going to move him, I would say Cleveland's the best spot. Uh, there have been. There has been some talk, including our Evan Cohen, who's falling into this as well, that maybe the Dolphins would be a destination that would have interest. What do you make of that? Uh, that's Evan just bloviating. That, that makes no sense. <laughs> oh, man. That was my favorite Mike Tannenbaum moment of all time. Yes, that is was. well, well said. Uh, Mike, we know that you are, uh, you're busy up there in, uh, in Bristol. you got a lot going on. Catch Mike Tannenbaum all over your TV. Real quick, Mike, could you tell us about Greco Chevy? Greco Chevy, they are not bloviators. They are world-class at what they do. They are great at selling cars. They could be located in Federal Highway and Delray Beach. Great selection, great car buying experience. Greco Chevrolet. Mike, you're doing a great job this week. Looking forward to you being on my TV later on today. Have a great weekend, okay? Thanks so much. All right, Mike Tannenbaum, our football insider here on Ken Levicka Live. One, Evan is bloviating. Mike T is not wrong about that. And two, I'm glad I'm not alone on this island where, hey, you get your bag however you can get your bag, right? But I, my sensibilities were turned off by Kyler Murray pouting his way into his extension. I would argue... Kyler Murray, does he have a ton of potential? Is he super talented? Is he already made memorable plays? Absolutely. But his body of work and his career, what he's done, what he's worth, what he got paid is not something he's earned from a worth standpoint. And for him to be taking down Instagram photos like he is a, a high school girl, or guy for that matter, sorry to be very sexist there, and his agent doing his bidding in a very embarrassing manner with a, a letter that I'm not, I'm not sitting down and reading. Glad you wrote that. I don't have time for that. I, I do not like the way Kyler Murray went about his business. Very unbecoming of a young professional. To be honest, I, I think this is my least favorite NFL story of the offseason. 
I I hate how Kyler, Kyler Murray did this. or or Lamar Jackson. No, Kyler Murray. Kyler how Murray. he's handled the situation. So this makes for you. This is your most miserable. It is sports conversation. Uh, more miserable than the Marlins' thirty-four straight innings without a run. Yeah, it, it is, and and it's my hate is growing more and more because I, I hope this is how it went. But at the same time, I would hate it if it did. If the front office at some point just you know, treated him as a toddler who just cries and cries because they won't eat their, you know, their, what do you, what do you feed your baby that they don't like to eat? Their peas. Yeah. Right? And he's just crying and crying and you're like, fine, all well, right. That's like me right we, now with peas too. We have to give him his ice cream for him to stop crying. Like, if that's how they did it, I'm okay with it because they're looking down on him. But at the same time, you just paid him $160 million guaranteed. But the way he's done it, is so embarrassing to veterans, professionals, guys who have played the game the right way. I mean, even looking at the top ten, Patty did it correctly. Josh Allen did it correctly. Derek Carr waited his turn. Dak waited. Stafford's waited decades to do this. Kirk Cousins has grinded. I Now, obviously, I don't think he deserves to be in the top ten, but he's grinded his way there for some guy to go on Instagram, a social media platform, and say, hey, if you don't pay me, then I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be an Arizona Cardinal, or I'm going to literally pout. I, I think it's the worst way I've seen it go so far. And it panned out for him. And the fact that it panned out for him really irks me. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, he wrote the following yesterday. An agent would uh, tell Lamar Jackson to insist on a fully guaranteed deal, especially since Kyler Murray didn't get one. The numbers should be easy at this point. Deshaun Watson got $46 million, or $46 million per year. Murray got 46.1. Jackson should try to get 46.2. Or... As RG3 said, maybe $50 million. The challenge becomes guarantees, especially in light of the physical manner in which Jackson plays the position. The Ravens surely will use Murray's deal to support the argument against fully guaranteeing the contract. With or without an agent, it could be very hard to get the Ravens to yield on that point. But Jackson should nevertheless try. The question is whether he'd walk away from $46.2 million per year with the same guarantee structure that Murray received. It is all the things we were discussing yesterday, Stone. Word for word, almost. Even if it's not accurate, even if it's not accurate, fans, detractors, and even the Ravens trying to sit back and say, oh, well, he puts his body out there, and he's so physical, and he takes more contact than other quarterbacks, which is not true. Well, I mean, the same can be said for Kyler, if you really want to do that. Yes, and Kyler Murray is way more blow upable than Lamar Jackson is. Lamar Jackson is shifty. He's missable. He does his best to avoid the contact. When have you seen Lamar Jackson take a square shot? No, I, I've he actually got, heard Michael Vick say that Lamar's better at getting down and protecting his body than I ever sure. was. For sure. For sure. So if you want to compare to Michael Vick, you can't. Lamar Jackson's had one extended injury spell in his career, and that happened last season. Other than that, yeah, there's been the typical Knicks. But he's been playing. He's had one extended spell of injury time. And that was a handful of games last year. And this is what we do, though. We take that and we try to extrapolate it without any evidence to, to support it and say, oh, well, this is what he is. This is what he is. He's injury-ridden. He takes contact. No, he doesn't. But the fact that Florio's proposing it, it falls into everything. I feel validated with what I said yesterday. Oh, the Ravens always do right by their players. Oh, the Ravens do business the right way. Oh, it's Lamar Jackson and his side that hasn't wanted to talk contract. You don't think Lamar Jackson's side doesn't know what the Ravens are going to try to do? Lamar absolutely needs to hold out for the most guaranteed money he possibly can, considering that Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed contract solely because he was going to help pay the legal bills. And the Ravens are also better in that division than the Browns, so that's another leverage point. Another thing that's miserable for me is his mother being his agent, the narrative, what you know I see Twitter do on a daily basis, just completely clowning it. Let's not act like his mother... And Lamar Jackson aren't consulting with the right people and aren't being given information of, you know, what Baltimore is going to do, how this is going to play out, when and where this is going to play out. Like, they know what's going on. Don't just think him and his mom are sitting there eating chicken pot pie at the house just waiting for a phone call and waiting to get handed $180 million guaranteed dollars. That's not how it's going down. That's just Stone at the office uh, at lunch eating chicken pot pies. Waiting for a call for $180 million. The Jackson family, no chicken pot pies. Stone, (laughs) big-ass chicken pot pies. Name something in sports right now that's more miserable than the freaking Miami Marlins. Name something in sports right now that's more miserable than the Miami Marlins. Because for me, 
It's even the mere discussion that Lamar Jackson is, whether or not he's a top 10 quarterback, the mere discussion that you have to try and debate it, it's not a debate. And for me, especially with Kyler Murray getting paid, it makes it even more miserable that there are some out there who doesn't think Lamar Jackson is a top 10 quarterback. Lamar Jackson shouldn't be above a Dak Prescott. Lamar Jackson shouldn't be above uh, Deshaun Watson. Like, come on. That is so miserable. And for Stone, he's what makes him miserable? Just talk about Kyler Murray and how Kyler Murray got to this yeah, point. The fact that it worked out for him. He did, everything, it, uh, he did everything as, as pouty as possible, and he got his way. The elders and the guys who have set the standard come before him, they tell you to do the complete opposite of what Kyler Murray did, and he made more money than those guys the legends have ever made. On the field. Name something in sports right now more miserable than the Marlins who haven't scored in 34 straight innings. And to me, it's the conversation, the fact we even have a conversation about whether or not Lamar Jackson's a top 10 NFL quarterback. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Let's kick off the phones in Jupiter with Scott. What's going on, Scott? Hey, Ken. Good. Happy Friday. Yes, sir. I don't want to... I don't want to be that guy, but uh, what are the chances that Lamar is watching how Tua plays out this season, and if he fails, he doesn't come home? Someone thinks, uh, I just have the feeling Scott might have a little agenda here. I don't know. Someone had to say it. Listen, I don't think that's what he's doing, Scott, but if that's what he's doing, I say, Lamar, be patient, my friend. Wait on, wait on. And I, I am, uh, I, as the president of the Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast to a fan club, I'm doing a disservice to my position by telling Lamar to hang on and, and monitor what's happening down here. Um, but I don't think he's doing that. But, Scott, if he is doing that, you and I are on the same page. It would be a great thing. All right, brother. All right, Have a good man. week, guys. All right, you too, brother. You too. Lamar and a dolphin. It could have happened. Lamar could have been a dolphin. Lamar could have been a Dolphin. We'll he was e- there for him, and the Dolphins passed on him. We'll take either three. We'll take Lamar Jackson. We'll take Kyrie Irving. We'll take Kevin Durant. One of you guys, I think we got good chances now, 33% chance. Come on down to Miami. Man. We'll take it. The Kevin Durant thing feels like it's been going on for five <laughs> years, and it's never going to have an end. It, it won't. It never will have a resolution. Lamar Jackson is a top-10 quarterback. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Lamar Jackson is a top-10 quarterback. You can't tell me that he is not as valuable as a guy who didn't play the quarterback position last year, guy who might not play this year in Deshaun Watson, who got $230 million all guaranteed, all in his pocket. Here you go, accuser. Here you go, accuser. Here you go, accuser. Unbelievable. What in sports right now is more miserable than the Miami Marlins? It's a tough discussion. It's hard to think of it because the Marlins are really bad. Like, we're talking under the basement type stuff here. Name something in sports right now more miserable than the Marlins. 888-760-3776. Let's go to West Palm. That's where we find Lisa. What's up, Lisa? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I think it's been said, but I was definitely going to go with the Kyrie Irving and the Nets. (laughs) I think the Nets are definitely more miserable Mm -hmm. to listen to Mm -hmm. than the Marlins. And I ask one other thing if I could because nobody is saying it. Why not Jimmy G to Washington? Well, I, they, I, here's what's going to happen, Lisa. Nobody's talking about well, that. It's because they already made the value commitment yeah. to Carson Wentz. And you know. Yeah, but it's but think not going to work. And I, but I, I understand that. It's so cheap right now. Lisa, I'm telling you, you are right on. And honestly, I think you should be in the front office. Well, well <laughs> I wouldn't want you to be in that front office in Washington working under that owner, okay? But what I would no, say... No, I wouldn't. I'm a Steelers <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, for your sanity, uh, that's a, that would be a, a thing to avoid. But what I would say is that's right. the smart thing to do. But we saw how Carson Wentz acted in Philadelphia, having to share time with Nick Foles. We saw... What happened with Carson Wentz Anytime he's been in a position where there's been any semblance of competition or someone has come in because Carson Wentz is made of, uh, of plaster 
and he breaks all the time. Someone's come in and done a nice job, and Carson Wentz has had a hard time getting his job back. If that happened with Jimmy G in Washington, how toxic is that quarterback room going to be? So the commanders are stuck. I don't think so because I know, but you know what? I actually I hear that I wanted the Steelers to take him because whatever you say about Jimmy G, he seems to keep winning football games. But yeah. I and I don't think he's great, but he wins, and I think that they're going to end up like if Wentz is that sensitive. It's going to fall apart anyway, and that's a good team. They would be, if, but it's funny that I have not heard it once that that's a possibility. So anyway, thank you for taking no, my call. Absolutely, I Lisa. It. I appreciate you. And Lisa's not wrong. I think Jimmy G would be a really good fit in Washington. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough. It's obvious If stuff, you thought right. Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be a good fit in Washington, Jimmy G would be a good fit in Washington. And we've already established Terry McLaren can catch anything from any quarterback. Now, am I crazy to say that there's a higher ceiling with Ryan Fitzpatrick than there is Jimmy Garoppolo? Am yes, I crazy? You are absolutely really? crazy. Really? Because I think at his peak, Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he's on, when he's in rhythm, when he's won two or three games in a row, can do well, more than Jimmy G does. he's also retired now, so it doesn't matter. I know. I'm just saying, at their peak. Like, you, you brought him up. Stop it. You're you, getting caught up in the beard. You're getting caught up in the, oh, fun, the fun button-down shirts. Ooh, Stop baby. it. Stop it. I, I honestly think Pittsburgh. Shame Lisa, on you. Lisa, <laughs> No, I'm not, I mean, he's a former Dolphin, too. You should show some Shame respect. Shame on you. Show some respect. And he also, magic. I, go, I didn't see Tua getting the starting job coming. <laughs> and, and, uh, Lisa brought up, like, a super interesting one, which I don't know why I haven't heard yet, but Jimmy G to Pittsburgh. Now, I know the quarterback room's loaded, and it's not going to happen, but I think they're most, they're most similar to, to San Francisco. You know, a good running game, good offensive line, great defense. I think they fit the mold San Francisco more than you know Cleveland, more than Washington, or yeah. anybody else does. Carson Wentz is going to do a lot of stuff because he's mobile there. A lot of RPO action, a lot of play action pass. Jared, think Mc about it. All those guys are third down pass catchers. Pittsburgh is totally fine, though, with Trubisky starting because I think they want to expedite the picket process. So it does them it, it, it does them no yeah. good to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, who's clearly going to be the best option if they're trying to pass a torch. You don't want to... You don't want to no team is going to bring in Jimmy G when they have a quarterback waiting in the wings. He's a guy who's an immediate stopgap if you think you have enough pieces around him for him to be able to game manage you into success. Love it. Wouldn't disagree, except Mike Tannenbaum just told us otherwise. Why the hell would a Jimmy G, a quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl and continuous and getting an to NFC the NFC title, game. NFC title game, go to Cleveland? What? Just to, just to be a, a, an obstacle or just a pawn? For Deshaun Watson, look up wait for him quick. to come back. Look up, because I don't know off the top of my head. Hey, Jimmy, come over here for Cleveland no, for one year. Eight games, we're going to can you. What is what is Jacoby Brissett's contract? And you're right. You're right. Unless they know Deshaun Watson is, is out, out for, for the, the season. Jimmy G, I'm sure, would have no problem with a one-year rental somewhere, getting paid a decent amount of money, knowing he's going to be the starter, and then play himself into a big deal, potentially multi-year deal somewhere else. If I'm not mistaken, Jacoby Brissett's on a one-year deal, too, just like they just signed Rosen to. One year, $4.5 million. Okay, so think about it. The Browns aren't eating anything if they release Jacoby Brissett, if they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, because you're not going to keep both Brissett and Garoppolo. You're getting rid... You're, you're, you're going to get rid of Jacoby Brissett if you get Jimmy Garoppolo, so it's a Garoppolo-Rosen locker room. If Watson's done for the year, I don't think it makes just to speak to Mike T. I I agree with him that it would make sense in Cleveland simply because then Jimmy could play for a multi-year deal, and he knows he's going to be the starter in Cleveland, right? Yeah, of course, of course. I don't think you can, you know, rightfully because just start Jacoby Brissett. If you're the him. Niners and you're going with Trey Lance, couldn't you formulate a deal where Brissett is traded to San Francisco? And you get Jimmy G. Look at us go. Come, that's. I mean, beautiful. obviously, that's you beautiful. need to throw. You need to throw in some more value. No you doubt. need some more picks Which involved. Is, it's in not that. very hard to Cleveland do. Cleveland could send Jacoby Brissett and like a third. Yeah, and let, let Trey Lance win you eight games. I mean, not eight games. Let's let him win you six, seven games. Hopefully, and then you have a respectable backup behind him. Mm hmm. Instead of the the drama of a Jimmy G. Trey Lance quarterback room, which has been going just on for in here. two years, two years, yeah, two years. I mean, I'm just spitballing. I'm just spitballing. I mean, here. I mean, so is Mike Tannenbaum, my former NFL GM, just saying he's going to Cleveland. That's the best. That's not the best landing spot. But I think it's a, it's not as bad a landing spot as you're making it out to be. I think it does make sense if you actually talk it through. Um, 
but I Evan brought up, and as Mike T put it, bloviating um, about the proposal for the Dolphins, and I think that's an easy place to go because oh, Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel knows Jimmy G, Mike McDaniel knows Jimmy G. You don't like him, but I've also seen all over Twitter. Oh, Tua, Tua's the uh, the the version of Jimmy G, the AFC version of the Jimmy G. So if that's the case, if you truly believe that, why wouldn't you ride with Tua then? If if I if someone told me two is going to take Jimmy G's career trajectory, great. That means AFC title game. That means a Super Bowl appearance. You know what? I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that any day. I'll take that any day. I also don't think Jimmy G's skill set is anything vastly superior to Tua. I think they're similar. It's a lateral move. There's no point. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you have two first-round picks next year. So what are you going to get Jimmy G for? when you're already going to have an eye on your next quarterback if Tua doesn't work out. There's no point in bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo. None. If you can't if you can't quarterback your way with Tua, with what he has around him this season, what's Jimmy G going to do to maximize anything? He's not. He's not, because they're not that different. Name something in sports right now more miserable than the abject disaster Marlins. For me... The mere discussion after the Kyler Murray extension yesterday that Lamar Jackson might not be a top 10 quarterback, that is miserable to me. We've had any conversation involving Kyrie. That's more miserable than the Marlins. That was a good one. Stone sick of hearing about Kyler Murray, period, and how he went about his business this offseason. Name something in sports right now more miserable than the Marlins. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. He's stolen the band with Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. You know what else, though, is a miserable conversation to have more so than the Marlins just being ungodly awful. Like, there is very little in sports more miserable than the 34 innings without a run Marlins right now. But golf writers obsessed with the Live Tour. I don't care if it's Golf Digest. I don't care if it is CBS. I don't care if it is any golf publication. This obsession that golf media has with, and no matter how you feel about the Live Tour, (gasps) golf is dead because Brooks Kepka wants a paycheck. The blood money. Golf is never going to be the same. How dare these men take Saudi blood money? It's so tired. It's so lame. One, golf is not dying. Maybe just maybe... The PGA Tour finally has some pressure being put on it to adjust and become a more appealing product. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's like that's been a decade in the making, if not longer. Is the Live Tour going to survive forever? I doubt it. Because I think that those funding it are eventually going to want to move on to something else. But for now, why can't there be both? And we, we've, we've discussed it on this show, but the gall that Americans especially, the gall that American golf fans and American golf media and American media as a whole, the gall that they have to accuse another country of blood money because of human rights violations You realize what country you're living in, right, okay? Our hands aren't exactly clean, you think they're clean because you live here in America and look at the flag and it's, play Lee Greenwood. It's America. And so like, that, that's fine. Our human rights violations are okay. But Saudi Arabia's aren't. As Charles Barkley said, and by the way, Charles Barkley looks like he's got to get poached. You take any money in professional sports, chances are it's not clean money. And you know what? He's right. Because most of the money that is made whether it be generational wealth, whether it be billionaires self-made, chances are they're making their money stepping on little people, the lower class, those in poverty, keeping money that makes this nation so, so off balance when it comes to the class system. 
You hear the 1%, that's a really, really real thing, okay? Very few times is that actually done in a clean, socially correct manner. Get out of here with that. It's a golf league, and these guys have every right to go get their money. Enough. It's not ruining golf, because guess what? I tuned my ass into the Open Championship. I didn't care who's playing for what, and you know what? I was entertained. Golf seemed alive and well, even though the Live Tour exists. Gasp. I'm not fully... I haven't been proven yet that golf media actually wants to separate and pick a side. I think they just want to get their jokes off. I think when they come up with a good joke, you know, you put it in your Twitter, your Twitter drafts, and once it's time, once it comes time, and somebody flops or they see a picture no, where no. there's no crowd at a live event, golf, they deploy one of their drafts. Here's and they're just the trying problem. to get likes and clicks. Golf media largely needs to carry water for the PGA Tour to get its access. It, oh, that's this even is worse. why that's this even is, more embarrassing than what this I said. is why you see golf media reacting the way it does to the live tour because they are programmed to do the PGA Tour's bidding, to do Jay Monahan's bidding. And I'm not saying that the PGA Tour is wrong. The PGA Tour finally has some pressure being put on. And I'm not saying Jay Monahan's a bad commissioner or a bad person or a bad leader. But again, in uh, uh, golf media, a lot of your access is dependent upon the PGA Tour. And, oh, you did this well. And what's, what's this next tournament going to be in? Uh, what about the FedEx Cup playoff? And what's this new tournament you're going to unveil? And blah, 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 blah. You're saying the more engagement they get, the bigger of They're an advocate they are. If they put out any sort of supportive tone about the Live Tour, and trust me, there is plenty to not like about the Live Tour. It is messy, okay? But the worry that, God forbid, you point out something that might be a little bit promising about it, and you're worried about getting the door shut on access you're going to have to the PGA Tour, your blessing from the PGA Tour, it's very unbecoming. It, it is, it, it's, it's downright unprofessional to this point that golf media, all they want to do is, is, as you said, fire off their jokes about the Live Tour. I'm telling you, the Live Tour, and it's continued with Henrik Stenson this week, deciding I'd rather go to Live than be the captain of the European Ryder Cup team I think that tells you all need to know about how legitimate Live is. And I would argue, I would argue that the Live Tour possibly taking Charles Barkley away from TNT, and there are reports and rumors that this weekend an offer is going to be made to Charles Barkley when he's part of a Live Tour program, pro-am to be a part of what I'm assuming is their broadcast team, which means that it likely is going to make his TNT contract null and void. Now, how how confident are you in that? Very. He, he, Turner Turner won't put up with any of it because that's Charles Barkley's baby. Okay, and he is that show. Did you see Phil Mickelson on Turner's The Match this year? Mm. Do you think Phil Mickelson's ever going to be a part of The Match on Turner ever all, again? All I needed to hear. They because if they give Charles, let him come back, then Phil will be like, "Hey, what the hell?" You uh, the conversation we just had about carrying water for the PGA Tour, right? Same goes for Turner Networks, okay? Turner can't get in bed with somebody that's working for the Live Tour. I would argue that the Live Tour potentially taking Charles Barkley off of American television after taking Arlo White, who was the American voice of Premier League soccer, the most well-known soccer voice in this country, poaching him from NBC to make him the lead commentator of Live. Live Golf will have made a more profound effect on American culture by taking Charles Barkley and Arlo White than they did getting Dustin Johnson, than they did getting Brooks Kepka. I mean, more people are going to pay attention and know about Live and have an opinion on the Live Tour if they get both Charles Barkley and Arlo White as opposed to any of the golfers that made the move. I mean, that's not even up for discussion. That's a stone-cold fact. Like, this is a very important week for the Live Tour right now. And again, or golf in general. I am not cheering for the Live Tour. What I am hopeful is that the PGA Tour is going to heed the warning that, hey, you know what? A startup with enough funding can definitely turn the game on its face a little bit and make it interesting. And I saw this on Barstool Sports yesterday. The PGA Tour needs to just lean in on a PGA versus live 
and set up tournaments that way or twice a year, Ooh. have a PGA versus live. Top 10 versus top 10. And the these hoity people in charge of the majors, especially the RNA for the Open Championship and the Masters, you are downright dumb if you think that keeping live golfers out of the majors is a good idea for golf. It's quite possibly the worst idea for golf, period. You know what storylines are awesome? Storylines that involve strife. Storylines that involve drama. That's sports for Christ's sake. It's what we do on a daily basis here on this show. It's a debate. It's a discussion about what's right and what's wrong. This side's good. This side's bad. That's human nature. That's what's interesting. From a business standpoint, if the majors start turning their backs on the live tour players because they're trying to they're trying to curry favor with the PGA tour or the European tour they're doing what they claim live is doing and they're providing a disservice to the fans they're actually more at fault than the live tour if they keep the live tour players out of the majors fact period Exclamation point. With a bow on it. With a bow on it. And maybe a cherry. Name or, something in or sports. Or a blackberry. Or a blackberry if we want to go to ACC kickoff with the parfaits. <laughs> Name something in sports right now more miserable than the Marlins. One of those is this, this golf media. Oh, the live tour. What do we do? Well, I don't know. Maybe start covering it. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. And listen, I get it. But Saudi money. But Saudi money. Okay. Uh, let's not act like we're, we're perfect under the old red, white, and blue. Okay? That's all I'm saying. That's hypocrisy right there. Those guys are going to get theirs. Oh, but it's, 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 it's sports washing. It's sports washing. Okay. Fine. Doesn't mean they can't go get theirs. We, we got to go check on how the Open did as far as ratings go. It was fine. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised I, don't, I haven't already found that out. It was fine. It did its job. It'll just kill the sports, but, but it'll just kill the sports what washing I, argument. What like, I'm saying, though, is, well, no, this, it, 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 it furthers the sports washing argument because, yeah, like, you know, these guys are playing on the Lyft tour. They're coming to play into the majors, and, like, there's interest. Uh, and Saudi saying, oh, Saudi Arabia saying, oh, great. Yeah, these are our guys. And here, here, yeah, world, eat them up, love them. Um, uh, you're welcome. We presented this this tour for you. Meanwhile, chopping up journalists. You know, like that. That's that's sport washing. They're perpetuating it. But the point is, let's not act like we're innocent in all of this. Okay, okay. Name something in sports right now more miserable than the Marlins. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Back up to Jupiter. That's where David is. What's up, David? What's going on? Yeah, just two quick points about the live golf uh, tournament, some of this hypocrisy about the money. Um, You know, we don't have to, to, you know, think too much about how much money the Saudis get from oil purchases, number one, from us. But number two, (laughs) if you Google... If you Google foreign aid and military uh, sales to Saudi Arabia, it's in the hundreds of billions of uh-huh. dollars from the U.S. So Saudi money is largely our money. It, it, you know, they, where do you think they get the money in the first place? Mm-hmm. Where, did you, where do you think they got the majority of their wealth? A lot of it came from the United States. Right. So right. it's incredibly hip- hip- hypocritical to make that argument in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and what I would say too, David, is we are two weeks removed from our president going and fist bumping with the leader of Saudi Arabia. We're yeah. three years removed from a president who had all sorts of real estate dealings with the country. It's not as if uh, we're, this is some rogue state where we've never done business with them before and all of a sudden they've popped out of nowhere from the depths of humanitarian hell and have started paying all of these golfers. This is a country we've considered an ally. Uh, so, so you can't tell me, anybody with a brain, that, oh, this is so wrong, this is so wrong. Okay, I understand that. Uh, but you can't tell me that we haven't been doing business with them in a global manner for decades at this point and appreciate the call. I'm not giving a pass 
to anything. And what I'm saying is if you're mad at Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Charles Barkley, those are the wrong people to be mad about when it comes to hypocrisy with the relationship between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. What you should be angry with and who you should be angry with is Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken and Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and George W. Bush and down the line and down the line and down the line. Don't take it out on Brooks Kepka because our country's done business with that country and has helped enrich them. Enough of the stupid, pearl-clutching, what's wrong and what's right morality when we're talking about golf. Stop it. For a sport that, by the way, shunned black people for decades. Enough. Now, I think we just struck gold right there because you said... Or struck oil. Or struck... Ooh. Ooh. Because... You said that Brooks Kepka guys like DJ, you know, Bryson, aren't the guys we should be mad at. I, I don't well, know. You can be mad at Bryson. I don't care. Be mad at him. Oh, he's kind of a pud. Because he's a dork. But I think if you quiz these guys on politics, like a Brooks Kepka, They don't know a damn thing. Not a damn thing about anything most, most that of goes them, on in our country. Most of them are going to go play golf with Trump and vote for Trump. And so that's all they pay attention to is like, hey, that's the guy I golf with. And uh, he's uh, he's trying to help me keep all of my wealth. That is it. As somebody is not going out campaigning for anything. This is this, I don't know if this will be news to, to people, but I, I was spent time in a division one locker room and none of those kids know anything, know about anything, anything about anything. <laughs> we are learning what. Defense that team is about to run when we see him Saturday. And then farting in a jock strap and moving on after you eat some meatballs. Poop staining, sharding <laughs> in the jock strap, and you uh, go about your day. None of these professional athletes give a solid but single tail, whatever you always say. Single solitary bleep about any of Bleep about any but of This it. is what I'm saying. So all these journalists can all they want in press conferences with these live tour golfers. They can ask them all these questions about how do you justify taking this money? <laughs> With a Saudi Arabian regime. Abraham Answers so 21 years old. What does he know? Right. And what do you think Dustin Johnson's going to say? <laughs> this is a guy who is on yachts, jumping off yachts, just married Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Like, what do you think he's going to say? Well, based on the, uh, the, the global parameters of business and the way that the freedom of journalism, freedom of the press is laid out in the, in the Middle East, I, I understand the complicated situation I'm putting myself in. Now, Dustin Johnson's thinking about the next time he gets to jump off of a yacht into the interim. Coastal. Or if they're, you know, the bartender still behind the bar server mojitos when he gets back after the right. 18th hole. Like, right. it is that simple with these athletes. You cannot, cannot give these guys so any credit. So what I'm saying is have the concern you want to have, okay? If you truly are offended by these players getting money from the live tour, great. Discount it. Don't watch it. Don't pay attention to it, okay? Nobody cares. But, but no, no, that's fine. If you care... If you care so much about no, it... No, I mean, nobody think, cares if you're not going to watch it, like your opinion. Yeah, and it's, it's very few people are watching it compared to the PGA Tour, okay? But all I'm saying is that for golf media, I would argue for golf media saying that the Live Tour is tearing down golf in a disservice to fans, golf media, with how the Live Tour has expanded its roster over the last month, it's actually doing a disservice to fans by dismissing the Live Tour as something... That is not a real thing now. Golf media is actually perpetuating what it says the Live Tour is doing, and that is providing a disservice to the fans. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We will return our two, our Friday finale. John Martin is on the way. Also, when we come back, the catastrophe that was... This week in Ken Levick Alive. Stone Labanowitz will have that for you. He's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.